The IBM Cloud Platform Cast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Platform Cast. We're your hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. I'm Ian Lynch. And I'm Steve Choquette. And today we're joined by Rob Cuddy. Rob is a market specialist for the DevOps area and for IBM Cloud. Hey Rob, welcome to our show. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ian. It's great to be here with you guys. I'm looking forward to having a great conversation about DevOps with you. So, Rob, I'm going to tackle the first question here that I had in my head. You know, uh, we've heard a lot about DevOps, sort of, and we've heard a lot about dev test. And, you know, for, 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 for me, you know, are they the same? Are they different? You know, what do you mean when you say DevOps, Rob? Yeah, and that's a great question, Steve, because DevOps has sort of grown up in the industry the last handful of years. Um, to me, DevOps is really about putting software development in the right places at the right time to the right people in the right environments. It, it really boils down to doing software development right. Um, at the end of the day, it's a methodology for getting software out the door faster, better, and cheaper, and that's really what people are trying to do today. Rob, if that's what we're doing today, what did we do before cloud technologies existed? We had DevOps there previously, right? It's just the transition that's moved across to the cloud. Yeah, exactly. In, in fact, we had it before, but the, the, the challenge really years ago was that software development and the teams that supported it. So when you think about people who are writing code and who are delivering it to the people who are putting it out into production, they tended to move at the same pace. And what happened um, a number of years ago was when we started doing things like agile development and you accelerated the pace at which code was getting delivered to people, um, that really pushed the front end of that cycle. But we didn't really do much about the back end. Those systems were still kind of in place and, and operating at the same pace that they had been for years. And so DevOps really grew up as a way to kind of make it easier for that back end and to consume those changes and work with them so that folks weren't overwhelmed. And when cloud computing started to come into the picture, that just expanded the ability to both accelerate the development on the front end, right? People can get their own environments and they can stand up their own places, um, as well as be able to scale to a lot of different places um, on the back end from production and testing and things like that. So what people were doing before was just basically kind of coexisting um, and and as these newer technologies like agile and kind of model driven development and things like that emerged um, the need to be able to better connect the people who make software with the people who support the environments for it together um, is really where a lot of this came from so rob i don't know whether you could see the smile on my face but i had this funny image in my head based on what you said i was thinking of a factory that's producing three things through the line and it sped up at the front of the factory and it was building up later in the factory against the production. I think that's the way you described it is that the development team sped up, but the production team really did not. So, right. so knowing that, you know, what are people doing with it that maybe they didn't do with it three or four years ago? Now that we've got, you know, the front in the cloud and the back in the cloud, you know, what are people doing? Right. Well, and that factory analogy is really, really helpful for being able to help people kind of understand what, what this looks like. Um, 
what people are really doing with DevOps now is is they're trying to optimize what what we would call sort of that software delivery pipeline. So if you think of your your factory example and things moving from kind of one side of the floor to the other through all of these different stages. Um, in fact, if you're kind of interested in in a really good sort of fictional novel type um, book on this, there's a thing called the Phoenix Project that was written that uses that same example to kind of illustrate it, right? And, and you see several times in the book that guys sort of go up and stand on a catwalk and they're looking down and, and going, hey, tell me what do you see, right? Um, and in the beginning, it's very obvious that there's one station somewhere that everything kind of revolves around and that that area is is determining how fast everything can move right and that's sort of the same way with with the software development today what devops really allows us to do is when we are putting those pipelines together and we're thinking through how we go from conception to completion on on that code life cycle um, it helps us find the bottlenecks and deal with them. So it's really about optimizing that process of of being able to get code out the door faster, whether it's setting up environments, whether it's automated testing, um, whether it's not having to reconfigure middleware because somebody forgot something. It's It's all of those things that help us find and eliminate the bottlenecks in our process so that we can get things out the door better, faster, and cheaper. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, no, Rob, you, you described a lot of stuff when, with what you just said that really is, you know, on the front side of the cycle, which, you know, makes sense because you said we accelerated that first. So, you know, you spin up environments faster, you do the, the configuration, you automate, you know, every bit as much of the test cycle as you can. You make sure that all the errors are squeezed out so they go away. What, what kind of things are sitting on the other side? So if I were uh, an IT person, what kind of things help me once it gets into production? Because you told me what helps the developer. Sure, sure. I think there's two big areas when it comes to production. One of them is that a lot of those guys are typically responsible for dealing with the requests for those environments for developers and, and testers. So they get a lot of tickets. They get a lot of service requests. And they are primarily tasked with keeping the production systems up and running. Um, but as these things come in and they have to go spin off other environments, right, it just takes time. And, and sometimes they can't get to all of it. So many of them are interested in providing some kind of self-service that can make it easier for people to go get their own environments. So in one sense, it's simply just offloading some of the work that they're doing to support those development teams. Um, but I think the bigger benefit to them is every IT guy I've ever met is really risk adverse. And, and I've yet to meet a systems administrator that enjoys a push model into their environments, right, where people can just kind of dump changes in. So um, they all know that the best way to make sure that their systems stay up and running is to not change anything. Um, but obviously, we can't do that. So for them, when you know that the environments that code has been de developed in, has been tested in, has been validated in all the way through the process on the way to production, if you know that that is 
in something that looks like what production will be and behaves like what production will be, it makes it so much easier for them to consume those changes easily. It sort of raises the level of trust for everybody so that they can go and confidently add those changes into an environment or be able to um, update applications without having to wait for a holiday season or send everybody home or do it over a weekend and, and that kind of thing. So it, it gets everybody kind of on the same page um, and makes it a lot easier for it to work with uh, in the long run. I like the idea of actually sending everyone home, Rob, to be honest, but re being real yeah. about this, <laughs> being real about this, okay, what real life examples have we got? Where do we see companies actually using DevOps? Like, do we get some quantifiable yeah. results that we've got out of it? Yeah, well, we get a lot. I mean, we have seen um, some of the biggest key metrics are, are things like cycle time. And when we talk about cycle time, we talk about, you know, how long does it take to actually get a piece of code changed through all of the processes and out into a production environment where it's running. And we've seen companies be able to reduce that overall cycle time by upwards of 90% in some cases. Um, being able to simply reduce the amount of time that they're waiting for things in between the processes. So today, you know, somebody they might finish a, a stage in a pipeline, right? Maybe they've checked in some code, maybe they've done a build, maybe they've even run some basic unit testing and they're sending an email or a notification off to somebody else and then it just sits in an inbox until somebody finds it and goes and deals with it. Um, so there's a lot of automation in the place that, that's helping to accelerate some of these. Um, and there's a lot of customers that we've been able to help do this um, in some of the bigger ones that we've seen, in fact, if you've been on a, an American Airlines flight recently, you've probably dealt with their kiosks and their systems. Um, if you're a frequent flyer with them, you've certainly seen some of the changes in those programs. And a lot of the technologies that are coming available in those spaces are based on IBM software and using DevOps methodologies to get them out the door faster. So that's why they were able to turn things around so much more quickly um, when they did their merger with US Air and stuff like that uh, a year ago. So there's those kinds of things. I think my favorite story in the space, though, when I think about it, is a friend of mine named Jonathan who's over um, and works for a company named Hiscox. And he's come and spoken at Interconnect. And, you know, there was a season in Jonathan's life where his company was looking at DevOps. He had a new baby. He had just moved. Um, he had a new team of folks that he was trying to do. And the guy was overwhelmed and going to work at about four o'clock in the morning every day and not getting home until, you know, late in the evening, just trying to get all these things coordinated. And so they started looking at implementing some DevOps technologies to be able to help do some of the automation and, and move things forward. And the long and short of it for his story is that he went from being that guy that had to be in the office at four o'clock in the morning every day to the guy who could get on the train, you know, at a normal time uh, in the afternoons on his way home and kick off deployments from his mobile device and monitor how things were going from his phone as he was on the train ride home so he could get back home to his new baby and that, that kind of thing. And those are the kind of transformations I think that are really cool in the space where um, 
you're taking and making it a lot easier for people to make it part of what they're doing um, and, and not having to have all of those sort of one-offs or what we would affectionately recall release parties, right, where everyone's coming in for the weekend and you're buying tons of pizzas and, you know, doing the uh, software releases that way. So lots of different places where that can come in. But does that, that help? No, 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 absolutely. But Rob, I guess at this stage, right, DevOps for cloud adoption is 100% needed. There's no two questions about it. And it's definitely there with an IBM cloud platform. But how absolutely. easy is it to set up? Are we talking, this is a difficult process, right? The way you're talking about it, talking about your buddy, it seems really easy and simple to set up and be able to manage your deployments in an easy, simplistic way. But really, is it that easy? Yeah. For a lot of the cases, I think it is. Um, certainly, DevOps itself, right, is is a combination really of people and processes and tools, and and so we kind of look at all three of those. Um, automation tends to be the place where people start, and and today there's a lot of things that can help automate some of the processes that are going on, um, and make that easier. The biggest um, gains that we've seen and the easiest places to start are in automating your software delivery changes from stage to stage through that by, uh, pipeline, as well as doing automated testing along the way. Those tend to be the places where people um, start, and those are where we see kind of the biggest and, and greatest speed gains, if you will, in the process. And that's because those historically are the places where there's been the most wait time. Um, so those those are fairly simple to set up. The other things that start to come in and where you really see the, the, the benefits of a DevOps methodology are in kind of the culture and the process changes that go on um, in the organization, the way that people are working, um, the processes around those. And in a lot of cases, companies are doing things that were really, really good for a long time. But as development cycles have accelerated, as clouds sort of come become the norm, um, those processes just need to change, right? And be able to, to handle and take advantage of some of that scope. Um, and what ends up happening is you've got people that have been doing the same job for 15, 20 years that are trying to do things the same way. Um, and then that's when things sort of bog down a bit, um, especially as you know, people today are now doing things in microservices and they're using containers and they're doing Kubernetes and, and all of those kinds of things. So makes it a lot easier. So, um, so Rob, really, really quickly, if there was one thing that you wanted people listening to take away, what would it be? Just one. I think that DevOps is, is mainstream, um, that it's gone from being a, a methodology and something that people were uh, interested in into something that's absolutely necessary if you want to get software out the door faster. Um, to me, it's 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 an imperative um, that if you're going to do it and you're going to do software well, um, you need this. You need to be able to explore how you can take best practices, capabilities, connect them together and, and be able to make things work. So Rob, yeah. if I need this so much, where do I go to find out some more information? Yeah, the uh, easiest spot is ibm.com slash DevOps. And on that page, you'll be able to see the various solutions, some of the core use cases where we've had a lot of success and a lot of the different client case studies and resources that are available in the space. 
So lots of great information there, along with kind of our visuals on the methodology, you know, how we think and talk about DevOps. We use a thing called the, the cloud garage method, which basically is putting those capabilities together and talking about them in an organized fashion. So good stuff. Cool. Rob, yeah, thank great. you so much for being on the show today. It's been a blast, buddy. Thanks. Absolutely, man. Anytime. It's great to talk to you guys. Myself and Steve, guys, thanks for joining in. See you next time on the IBM Cloud Platformcast.